right, the Alien trilogy is now a quadrology. Is that how it's quadrilogy? Quadrilogy, quadrilogy <laughs> with Alien Resurrection. This episode now, because we're doing these concurrently, nobody's got anything that they've recently watched that we forgot from the last episode. No, I didn't no. get a chance. Didn't no, get a chance. No, didn't get a chance to seconds. watch a movie. In the no, last no, minutes. didn't get a chance to whip out during a piss break to <laughs> bang out something. No. Okay, so we'll basically go straight into after this quick break, Alien Resurrection. In space. scream this year everyone on earth will Sigourney Weaver Winona Ryder Alien Resurrection Alien Resurrection from 1997 directed by Jean-Pierre Junot. Hack. <laughs> there he is. He, I believe he did The City of Lost Children. Mm. Uh, produced by the same group, Walter Hill, David Guyler, Gordon Carroll, and Bob Badalato. And it's written by Joss Whedon, mm. who's buying Buffy and the Avengers. Shame. Shame. It's, uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Winona Ryder as Call, and Ron Perlman as Jonah. The budget for this was $75 million. Mm. Jesus, take that in, people. <laughs> and the box office was $161 million worldwide. So reasonable bang for your buck again. Now, I've got a piece of trivia here. I'm not, again, it came from IMDb, and I'm not 100% sure if I believe it, but I've got it because it's so, it's kind of interesting if this is true. It says here that Joss Whedon had to actually has commented on his dissatisfaction with this film. Fans have speculated that the finished article deviated from his original script in some some manner. However, he puts such rumours to rest. His dialogue, action and plot were essentially intact. However, he had written with a playful tongue-in-cheek tone, which didn't work when the director decided to play it straight. Eventually, the Betty and her crew became the prototypes for Whedon's Firefly. Mm. Now, that doesn't sound right, considering why would you hire Whedon for an alien film where they've never gone for a playful tone? Yeah, quippy. Ever. Yep. So why would you hire it? And then on Whedon's part, why would you not expect them to play it straight? Yeah. From what I've come across, that sounds true. I've read some of his comments on it. I've also got a biography on the bloke that I looked at. I specifically sought out the pages that involve this. And seemingly, the dialogue and action and everything is quite the same. Right. <clears throat> Things that I came across is he initially wrote the script for Newt. Ripley wasn't in it, and the clone was Newt. And they sought him out because he'd done Buffy, not the TV series at that point, just the movie. And they thought, well, he's got experience writing younger characters, younger female characters that are ass kickers. So yeah. they got him to do it. And he was pretty happy with the script, but then the, the execs said, we like the script, but we're worried that Ripley's not in it. Mm. So that's when it got changed around. And I think even after Ripley was in it, he was pretty happy with the script, but the big problem seemed to be him and the director just not having the same same vision. Yeah. And examples of that were he said he intended having some mystery around the two sort of scientist types. But then he said, as soon as I walked into the movie and saw, you know, Brad DeRiff was cast, he said, I love him as an actor, but... When you know when he's in a role, you know the guy's insane. 
Mm. Whereas he had intended to have someone cast where it was going to be straight down the line and then the moments where he's trying to train the alien spring is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. And then the other one, how he's got sort of a, he's more leaning towards the military angle, that was supposed to be a bit of a surprise as well. So yeah. it seems seems like it could be true. It could be true, but I guess from both parties I'm thinking you didn't, you didn't really know what you were getting into. Yeah. No. Either of you. Because Joss Whedon trying to make it sort of, you know, playful – we're talking about Alien. Yeah, have you seen this, Have you seen the previous <clears throat> movies? Mm. Of course they were going to play it straight. It, 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 that's the way it operates, doesn't it? It's, it's been a straightforward, scary type of thriller with action hybrid. Yeah, mm. unless, uh, unless he thought maybe it was a reboot situation. They were going to maybe. try and take a different tack. I mean, you look, at, um, you look at something like The Avengers and Buffy and that sort of stuff. They always had doses of comedy but also dealt with serious things. So sure, sure, but I just don't know if comedy really... I don't think it was comedy. I don't think he's ever written comedy. He's just been... He knows how to get a few laughs out of things. Yeah. And he writes with a sort of sarcastic tone to things and and very sort of subversive... It would have been interesting to see if the director had taken that approach. Would it have made for a better film? You watch... I mean, if you watch Firefly, I think with better casting, maybe it would have worked. Maybe. But then in Firefly, you have someone like Nathan Fillion as the captain. Yeah. But in this, you would have killed him off. Hmm. So... But... If you get those characters, you get those actors that sort of understand the role a bit better, maybe it does work. I don't know. You, I'm not sure if you've seen Firefly, Gibbo. I know you haven't. I have. No, oh, I, you, you I've, seen, I've seen... No, I'm sorry. I've seen the movie. You've seen, seen the Serenity. Yeah. That's not comedy. No. But you get some moments of, of laughter and sarcasm and things like that out of it. So. I guess what I what I think is that, say, a bloke like Nathan Fillion comes in and he, he's doing the same role. Yeah. And, and even if the tone's playful... You have to kill him, and I don't want to see him killed. But when you say playful, I don't think they're going saying it would have been just all. No, no, down. no. But it would I mean, have been more. I, I, it did have touches of sort of humour. I think, I think Aliens is playful in some ways. Guys yeah. like Apone and yeah, yeah, Bill true. Paxton a little bit too much, but yeah. there's a little bit of playfulness in it's those characters. Sort of they're campy, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little and, bit and, of you know, giving the, them. Yeah. A little bit of oh, I've forgotten a name. The Vasquez. Vasquez. Her and the, the back and forth between her and some of the other guys. That's the ginger playful. guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, like, that could have... With really, their big guns. Yeah. It could have possibly worked. I guess it depends on what they were going for. Plus, mm. you had a... Again, once you had, you had a heap of producers who have been shepherding this thing again. And yeah, exactly. They would have stuck their fingers in it. They did, I yeah. can guarantee it. Yeah. But also, the match with the director who's done... I haven't seen things like Delicatessen and that, but they're very artsy and quirky. Yeah. and So it doesn't sound like a good match. <laughs> well, to, to take on that... Alistair's actually said something along those lines. He's, he's actually said, after Alien 3 ending Ripley's story so nicely for me, this film just stinks of 20th Century Fox trying to rejuvenate the franchise. I will say it is well made and starts off strong for the first third, but then devolves into a grotesque menagerie of French director Jean-Pierre Genort's warped European art house imagination and simply does not fit the Alien series at all. Overall, a rather odd addition to the series. It stands way below the first three, in his view. Yep. I'm actually going to slightly disagree. <laughs> I found this better than three. Uh, you're wrong. That's a personal <laughs> no, opinion. No, yeah, personal opinion. But I just felt that I had a little more fun with this. It just felt a little bit more entertaining. Because the third one, and I think you pointed out when we talked about Gibbo, the third one, you were saying... It's just, it's grim. Or was it you, Jared? It's yeah, just, it's, it's just bleak. Well, it was both of us, yeah. It's bleak. And this at least had a little bit, there was a couple of touches of humour, there was a little bit more excitement. 
And I'll actually give it three out of five. Yikes. Okay. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Coffee. Over to you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now, but I was going to give it a one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, okay. there's things about it that I've got no issue with. I agree 100% with Alistair, and I said it in the last po- podcast before I'd even heard that, so great minds, I guess. Um, yeah, obviously. It felt like Ripley should have been left out of it, so bringing it back was a bit of a contrivance, but as that goes, I was happy enough to take, oh, yeah, they cloned her, but then from that point, it's just a mishmash. The tone, like the tone in part three was a departure and the look of it, this one just stands alone and it's not good. The look of the the look of the movie is just completely different. It's just not that fun either. I, personally, I don't think it doesn't have any of the of the tension of the first one, and it leans on the action, and the action's terrible. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, you got not much, and I guess that's where I where I end with it. Fair enough. Give up. What's your score? One and a half. Oh, you went with the one yeah, and a half. Okay, exactly. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you locked it in, mate. Okay. Give up. Uh, okay, so we've got, a bit of a, we've got a bit of a gap there. We don't usually have a big gap. We've got a so gap. Three to one and a half. Talk um, to me. Are you going to fill that gap, Gibbo? <laughs> you'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> I kind of agree with everybody, really. Um, I, think the way, I think the way that we viewed this um, sequentially, this one had a bit of a buffer zone between one and two, so I didn't probably mark it as harshly as I did uh, number three but I think it's worse. I'm going to give it a two, but I think when I was watching it, I wasn't as, it wasn't sort of as much of a clash as it was going from Aliens to Alien uh, 3. Yeah. Because I had that buffer zone of Alien 3 where everything was nowhere near as good, basically. Yeah, yeah. And this one sort of didn't feel as shockingly different. Mm. Um, I agree with Jared, though. It's clearly just a paint-by-numbers action movie with some you know, set pieces that are supposed to really get your blood going and none of them do. The underwater scene, which I'll probably have a like later on, was probably the only one where I felt like I was yeah. kind of invested in yeah, anything uh, that happening. It was a that, little bit tense. Everything else is just is boring. The, the fact that Ripley's there feels like a studio call. Yeah. Um, and what you guys were saying about how the script was developed. A money call. It's, if, it's a money call. If Newt was there right. and then and Ripley wasn't, it's probably a lot more plausible. The Ripley thing's just, it's but, a, it's but a money But to me, grab. to me, fellas, start again. Yeah. yeah. No Newt, no Ripley. Well, Newt start been again. Rebooted. But the yeah. thing with Newt is it would have been starting again because it would have been a different actress. It would have been, okay, yeah. so you've got a name, but it would have been completely, she would have been a clone. Yeah. It would have felt like a clean break. Yeah, in a way, because right. Ripley was the one that we were sort of tethered to. I Ripley's think, almost holding us back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. at this point, I the, think so. I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movies. It's very similar, where they bring him back as an old guy in a leather jacket, and then they do some CGI stuff just because he's the character we associate with the franchise. Yeah. yeah. And they like obviously the studio doesn't think that the movie can stand on its own without this iconic character as a through line for the whole yeah. series. Um, and Whereas, it just felt like she's plugged in. I mean, obviously, she's a cool character in this because of the hybrid nature and yeah. the fact that she's powerful and stuff like that. But that's the whole thing with Ripley was that she was vulnerable but still managed to persevere and, and be a good leader and, and be a tough, a hard-ass sort of thing. Yeah. In this one, she... Didn't have a jump shot in the other three movies, though. No, no. Didn't have a jump shot in this one either. It's effective, not pretty. Did hit that over the head shot, though. That's yeah. fine. She did hit it. Form needs some work, but the end results are all right. Yeah, oh, okay, so we spread it pretty thin. We got from one and a half to three yeah. between a lot of us. Um, what were you doing? <laughs> I am, Maybe you were still drunk from the no, weekend. No. As I said, I just feel 
the, the third one is just way too grim and, and just has nothing to offer. It's joyless. That's it's, it is joyless. And this at least has some of... Oh, you hesitated to say joy. He's got nothing. <laughs> Let's get into the likes. See, Alistair didn't give us a score, Not but if, by, by the sound of what he's written, I'd say he's probably hovering around you, about two. Maybe, yep. I think it's, he's got at the, the bottom of the rung. For the yeah, he's, he's certainly not, obviously not real keen on Which means he's right. So, like me and Jared. Um, <laughs> And he's got score you're in, regret. You're in court again, mate. <laughs> Call up Seagal. Get the lawyers out. <laughs> I've got to start my likes with another strong cast like of, of decent professional actors. It's another group that... You know Winona Ryder's you know in it, right? That, I know that Winona Ryder is in it. But you know that most of these people will give you a reasonable performance or give you something. And they yeah. most of them go all right. I really like Perlman. I'm not gonna, he well, plays a slime ball well, but... He's not a good actor. I've got something to say. About oh, here we go. <laughs> this has got, this is just, this, this Come one's on. an absolute What do you got terrible. for Hellboy? No what do you got for Hellboy? I really like Ron Perlman as an actor. Hated him in this. Did you? Yeah. I'll just get, because I'll he was a, a, a shit bloke, though, or get, you I'll didn't get like to the it performance? Later. Yeah, let's get to it later. Yeah, okay. But, but I, you, guess, I guess a lot um, of these actors you know, and for what they're given, which at times is very little, yeah. they at least do enough to... It's not like this putting a heap the, of fresh-faced newbies in the yeah, mix. I think this is the first one in the series where I, I don't think I'm going to go with a like for the cast. Yeah? Just because none of them really felt... There was a couple that... I mean, Ripley, you had to have Sigourney Weaver. You didn't have Ripley. Winona Ryder, I actually didn't mind. She was my second favourite, oh. believe it or not. The rest of them... Who? The rest <laughs> of them, take them or leave them. Yeah. I, just think, I think there's some excellent actors in there. I just don't think any of them really fit... Well, they don't really get much to do either, the few of them. Like yeah. Michael Winnicott, who I like, you know, the, the yeah. captain with the you know, gravelly voice. voice. Should have stayed, he's, he's should've stayed in the crow. 20 minutes. Yeah, should have stayed in the crow and Metro yeah. and things yeah. like that. He's <laughs> gone in 20. Yeah. yeah. I actually really liked him for his bit, though. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. like him as an actor, and I think there's a few actors here who, like your Brad DeRiffs and that, that will give you something. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, there's a couple of little ideas about Ripley being a clone that I kind of liked, which was the fact that she was kind of linked to the aliens and that she had the acid for blood. Yeah, I, like I actually, um, I got this. I, I like the setup. I mean, <clears throat> as far as bringing her back from the dead, <laughs> bit of cloning. Yeah, in what this, could you? Uh, have done? We're in the future. We can clone things like that. Yeah. We can we can go with that. And I actually think the blood was a really good idea because it it, it was a way to sort of drive some plot. At certain times, yeah. Um, when she did start to bleed, we sort of learned a few things and learned about the hybrid nature of it. So, but yeah, the cloning, the cloning was all right with me. Yeah, I liked the the way they escaped their prison, the aliens. How they kill one of them. Yeah, they kill one of them the and he bleeds the on the, onto the floor, and then it opens up a hole. Can I just say? I like the idea, <laughs> but again, that scene is a massive dislike. <laughs> <laughs> This one's all over the shop. <laughs> we are. We're all over the place. But yeah, the idea. The idea was cool. Yeah, the idea was excellent. So, so and I also like? do like the fact that the uh, the bloke walks, the the soldier walks in, and then the alien liquid nitrogen's him, yeah, and he explodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pieces. So Take that, that you sadistic prick. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But the, yeah. yeah, the the actual idea of having the three of them in there, and then um, you know Brad DeRiff thinking, oh yeah, we can just like, train them. What the fuck's <clears> going on where he's. He's kissing the window and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of had me give, give it a little bit of yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I think that's that's part of what Joss Whedon was saying. Yeah, he said as soon as you saw Brad Dourif, you knew something like that was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it was not above board. Um, but yeah, the idea that you know the aliens are smarter than you think, mm. 
I mean, the company or whoever's running the show now, Walmart apparently. You need? They should have. <laughs> <laughs> they should have learnt by now. You they should've had been... fucking four movies to work this out. Should have been knocked you out. You cannot control them. <laughs> they are a little bit smarter than you give them credit for. Yeah. So that really worked. <clears throat> yeah. But I'll get, I'll get to the dislike aspect later. Um, <laughs> look, as far as directed, the way this movie's directed, I prefer it over the third one because, as I said in the third one, it goes to pot with that last half where it's all over the place and it's you know they're trying to do what you said which was create this idea of panic yeah and the camera works all over the joint this is at least pretty cleanly shot yeah well that's quick cuts you would sure. never compare this clown <laughs> to ridley scott or james cameron no. ever i wouldn't call him the clown his movies are pretty well received you yelled can... hack at the start <laughs> I, did. I did that to cameron and ridley scott too. okay maybe not clown but i guess but he's, yeah I, I can honestly say i've never been to one of his movies no I'm never going to watch Delicatessen or Amelie or no. anything like that. I um, guess not my he, sort of not my sort of director. I guess Obviously, what he had was some. He had clean shots. You, you, yeah. you understood what was going on. Yep. He does everything pretty well. Yeah. I think Fincher I, fell a little short. Yeah. On that. And I think the problem with <clears> this guy is they just picked a guy that didn't match what they were going for. Yeah. But again, maybe Hack. again we <laughs> again we talked about. As soon as Walmart took over, <laughs> I started getting house. No, what, what I mean was, we talked about Joss Whedon's script possibly being a little bit slightly different yeah. in terms of its its tone, and maybe that's why they did pick him. Mm. Yeah, and then maybe he got there and he 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 got perhaps he wanted to go the opposite way, or yeah. producers pushed him into. Yeah. Taking it to where they took it. You gotta read a little bit of what Whedon has to say though, because it's quite it's quite funny. He says that he uh, he says that it was a it was a massive lesson in Hollywood for him because like what you said in the trivia, the the um the dialogue and their scenes and that weren't that much different, but he learned how how different they could be portrayed just yeah. by someone having a different vision and he reckons that he went to the opening night screening and cried. Yeah. <laughs> was what have you different. done? He also wrote Waterworld, so he must have done a bit of crying <laughs> yeah. back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Waterworld's all right. We've better cover that. Yeah, oh, true, oh. true. Waterworld's better than everyone makes. Yeah, I will say that. What are you going to give it a three? A yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it three. <laughs> Adam's um, calling for an Oscar. <laughs> Retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the scene and the ideas of the discarded genetic mutations. Yeah, that, yeah that was cool. That was cool, and it was kind of interesting that they tried a few times to get this, and, and they had all these hybrids and these, and, yeah, one of them says to her, kill me. Yeah. You know? The one that's still alive and is that a cringy-looking yeah, unit. That sort Gross of stuff was actually kind of creepy. It yeah. was a, a genuinely creepy sort of scene when she walks in on that. Mm. Yeah, and it was sort of humanising. Yeah. You know, up to that point, you're still you're looking at... You're looking at Ripley like uh, you're still sort of half and half. Mm. Um, but then she sees that and kind of that's yes, the moment yeah. where you're like, oh, okay, it's Ripley. We'll, we'll take it. She's yeah. Ripley. Close enough. Yeah. And my last big like is exactly what you said during your uh, opening thoughts, the underwater scene. Yeah. Really well executed. Is actually quite tense at yeah. times. I and hated the, it. The no, no, I'm only joking. I really <laughs> did. I really the fact really that they that come up into the alien hive, yeah. it's like a trap. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. That was excellent, and I mean, they they did such cool things there. Like the little guy that couldn't take the wheelchair, and they strapped, strapped him on back. the back, yeah. and then that whole thing. I mean, he's he's able to then sort of fire off a few rounds while he's facing the other way. Then the whole thing Switched was over. Yeah. 
that was that was awesome. Yeah, that whole scene, how it was, yeah, how they how they laid it out as a trap. It was the highlight of the movie. That scene doesn't seem to fit. Almost. No, it's too good. It's because it's good. Yeah. yeah, that's the only bit. It's but they also like... have the the call revelation. Yeah, yeah, it comes out at that scene. Yeah, and that was another like for me that they actually managed to fool you with the droid thing again. Yeah, even when you were half expecting it. There's no hints with her though. Whereas you no. look at you look at Ash and and uh, Bishop in the first couple. There's little bits of mannerisms and stuff yeah. they do it, and I I just think it's probably because Winona Ryder couldn't pull it off. Oh, well, I, just I, think... I actually think they they asked they told her yeah. to. Act as I just think as it was possible. an attempt to, to conceal it, and the only clue that you get is she knows more than she should. Yeah. That's really all you get, seemingly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I hate Winona Ryder. <laughs> That's probably going to come through at some point. I should just get it out there. Okay. She's a fucking Any other likes? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I better get the next one out of the way. I think Ryder and, uh, Ryder and Weaver had the only scenes again where I was sort of emotionally connected. Yeah. When Which started, one was Ryder? Well, when they're talking after she connects to the ship. Oh, yeah. When and and they're saying own. things like, you know, she's saying I'm disgusting and all that sort of stuff because she's not human, but then they're having conversations about how can you want to live with what you are, being a hybrid and all that mm. sort of stuff. They were the only moments where I was like, it. okay, they, they kind of got got that right, just a quiet moment of them sitting down. And See, that would have worked for me better if she was a human character. I don't know why an, a robot would think that itself was disgusting. It, it's a, But that's the thing. The two the, the two people in the movie that aren't human are the two human characters in the whole yeah. movie. Like, yeah. I know, that, that, yeah, it didn't work for me. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> I agree, disagree. <laughs> we'll continue the tension in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even work for me and I gave it three. Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just a quick, quick You've little got no like. You've really, got a really? like. You've got another like. Just another two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, fucking start reassessing. Oh, I think you guys will like this one, though. God, uh, it's a very small one. Um, Leland Orsa, who plays. <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> I love Leland Orsa. Has there ever been an actor that plays a guy that's just had something really bad happen to him and look just scared and fucking disturbed? This bloke. In this movie, he does it really well. But then also in Seven, Ooh, after in seven, he's had he really the, sells it. the dildo scene, this is a very similar scene. And But the way he just looks horrified, <laughs> this guy has the best face for her, hor- horror ever. He's like, just got it down pat. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I'm like, that that Christoph Lambert, <laughs> <laughs> serial oh, killer was. Oh. A knockoff of Seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for likes, though. Like, uh, that, yeah, everything else, I wasn't... Like I said, that Ripley... Ripley in this one being the hybrid, it, it gives her another dynamic. In, in number three, she had the alien inside her, so she was she kind of had a, a free pass. In this one, she's a bit more powerful, but it's never really established how powerful. Yeah. At different points, she's you know she's smashing things, she's throwing things. You and never really know. Jump shots when she obviously can't shoot. Yeah, what's that got to do with being an alien? God, I don't know. It's a it's it's very weird. I mean, there's a lot of tonal discrepancies with it. Um, but other than that, I don't. There's not a great meal. You've got a couple others. Like I've got two more. Enlighten. How, how could I have the lowest score and I actually found two more likes? Let's I see loved, if they're wrong or right though. I love the scene of the grenade going into the escape pod. Yeah. Oh, oh rolling in. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When he just sort of yeah. flies out and they blow up. Him. Yep. That was it. That was one of the better ways in the series to get rid of an alien. I thought. Yeah. That. And the other one was the fella that's. Um, it's a clutch jump shot too. Just quickly, that talk about basketball shot. <laughs> if that grenade doesn't get in there, that alien's home home free. Yeah. Exactly. He, that was a pressure clutch basket. Yeah, he's he's nailed it. Yeah. Um, again, the CGI looked a bit shoddy when it was rolling around. And, yeah, we'll, we'll let that pass. We've already given the CGI kicking for a couple of films now. But the other one was the the fella that's got 
the the fellow that they find with the alien in, inside him mm. that they take along. They sort of have that sort of debate. Oh, he's coming. He's not coming. To get him to kill the bad guy was awesome. Yeah. yeah. How they you know he knows it's going to be bursting. I don't know how he knows exactly that it's going to be bursting out his chest, but he yeah. seems to know. Just because Ripley said it was in his chest, but I don't know how he knew it was coming out of his chest. Mm. But the way that he grabs him and holds him in front, Man. and then the chest bursts, bang, straight yeah. through the guy's head. Yeah, that, that was, was cool, one of the most cool creative sort of kills yeah. in the series for mine. He's yeah. the only one that's ever been able to suppress it too. He goes into false labour earlier on. Is that yeah. that's Flynn and Orser, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's so, yeah. Flynn and Orser. He's horrible. What the fuck is happening? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on the contractions because I'm not at hospital. But the other thing too is before it happens. Everyone else seems to get these little, oh, shit, I'm in pain. I, I can't do anything. He turns into Superman yeah. for 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh, he just yeah. toughs he it races out. races through a hail of bullets, grabs the guy, bashes his head against the thing, and then, bang, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. But, yeah, I did like that. I did like the, yeah. the cool idea of getting away with it. No more locks? No. Anyone? Fuck no. No, jeez, we'd have to dig a fair way to find another. Can I just say this just quickly before we get into the dislikes? You guys give it one and a half. You've given it two. Is it fair to say that no matter what the tone would have been the script really wasn't that good is that a fair assessment um <clears throat> rephrase well I gave it, <laughs> I gave it three yeah. but I don't consider it you're anyone shiny. mate yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> too busy I'll go a, home with you buy me a fucking bottle of passion pop <laughs> give me a fucking schnitzel um, dinner and you got me yeah I don't know I mean I've got to I've probably got to go with the word of the experts on this because Joss Whedon's done enough in Hollywood for me to believe that perhaps he's right, that there is a good script that was just handled differently to how he wanted it and with casting. But I, I, I just things. think looking at it, no matter what the tone, I don't think it's... I don't you know, think it's great. It's hardly a, a, an Aliens. No. But it? then, but, it's just an know, action movie. Then there's yeah, multiple yeah. endings as well. There was multiple Well, maybe endings. that's where things change. The alien getting sucked out of the... The um, the little hole. Well, we've got to get to the alien. Though. That was supposed to be for Dan Hedaya, I think. Oh, was it? And so that was another thing. That that was another one of the changes where they just took one of the kills that he, one of the pretty cool kills he'd come up with for a peripheral character, was then taken. So his endings endings were changed. Slightly I think different. they, if what I've read again is correct, the internet it might be wrong. <laughs> Who knows? There was five different endings, right? Okay. All scaling down a cost. Right. Right. And I think they went with the bottom one. <laughs> <laughs> they just threw some custard through the a window. Fucking the, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> guys, this'll do. Okay. The way it was, was, the way it was <laughs> described was with each step, the cost was less, but so was the emotional sort of impact yeah. and the Well maybe it was a bit of script. It, maybe it was a bit of script. I don't know. Maybe just, that's one we'll have to dig up. We'll see if we can maybe find it on maybe the it's one of these ones. It was a, it was a re- it was a decent script. Yeah. Not, it wasn't a great script. It yeah. was decent and it would have made for a better movie with a different tone. Yeah, it, it's not. But I mean, yeah, there's so the many dislikes. other factors. Dislikes. Oh, first off, the the fucking alien at the end. <laughs> what an absolute abomination of shit! Yeah, I don't know what that was. That looks absolutely terrible. Oh, and when it and it just the... crushes up and just shows its face for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but that's even at the end. Everything leading up to that, from when you see this thing the first time, you, you go, just like, it's real. You're in tears about this. <laughs> that is. He's in so much regret right like, now. Joe. No, I stand by my three. This He's going down with the ship. The set, the special oh. effects. 
You must have given it one just, star for every minute of enjoyment you got out of the film. The special effects, I mean, this is bush league. <laughs> that kind well, they've of clearly stuff. gone with practical. $75 million and you pull that out. Oh. You can't. You can't do that. You've got to... They should have done it another way. They should have looked at it. Even when it was shot, they should have said, this doesn't look any good. We need to do it a different way. Simple. But no, but then they're saying, but fuck, we shot the cheap ending. We've run out of money. <laughs> no, <laughs> go up to notch three. No, no, we've got no money. Ah, oh, fuck. Custard it is. Uh, yeah. I actually think the biggest dislike of this movie is the fact that Ripley is actually a clone. It's just, it's, it's a cheat. It, it's essentially exactly what Alistair said. It feels like that Ripley had been completed. Yeah, yeah. Her and we started, we're supposed to start again. But instead of starting again, like you say, Whedon had a script that had Newt, which would have been a new start. This is the the producers and the suits going, nah, we have to have Ripley. It's part and parcel of the Alien franchise. Mm. We add add Ripley, and then we take away what would normally be, through the entire series, the best (coughs) performance has always been given by Sigourney Weaver. This then takes that away. Because it makes her emotionless in, t- in parts. Yeah. And you're just going, well... She's totally un- unsympathetic the whole way. I don't actually care way. about her. Yep. Yeah. She doesn't and care about anyone else that either. That is That's a the massive thing. misstep. The moment you've done that, you've just undercut the entire character. Yeah, the hero's mm-hmm. toast. Because she's she's completely dispassionate towards pretty much everybody. You never know where her loyalty's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also... Well, that was the thing. I guess that's... <sighs> That's what you could say about the script, maybe, because I guess that's where the 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 scenes of her torching, torching the, the um, clones, the other clones, clones and stuff is supposed to mean something. It's mean, supposed yeah. to settle that, and yeah. it doesn't no. really. It's the only bit where you get any of that. The rest yeah. of the time, she's just like this stone faced, cold, yeah, just a weapon basically. But also, yeah. if you're gonna, if Ripley's not gonna be your hero, even though she sort of comes across as the hero in the film, she's because she's cold and emotionless and a, and, and a clone. Give me another hero to step into that breach, and they don't do that. Yeah, well, they I don't, seen they don't this. give you that. I, as much as I hate her, I, I thought that maybe they were going to try and do a passing of the torch to Winona Ryder. And even if Ripley was in the movie at the start, and maybe she does something heroic and gets killed off early in the film, and there's there's yeah, sort of that pass, passing yeah. of the torch to Winona Ryder, which I would have fucking hated because she's shit. But <laughs> at least it would have made a bit of sense. This one, they're just they're still don't just worry, milking, Winona Weaver. <laughs> they're just milking the the Sigourney Weaver thing. <laughs> we're not that disappointed. <laughs> oh, I hate her. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. There could have been a passing of the torch. It just seemed like that sort of casting. Th- and it seems like that was never, ever on the cards. No. The Newt idea takes Ripley away and gives us something new. Hmm. But but as soon as they jettison that, they then make it difficult to... That script would have needed a rewrite to include Ripley. Once you've done that, you then displace all these other characters you might have yeah. had in different <clears throat> spots. And this is where the movie falls down. That this is That's its biggest cock-up. Because it blows that by bringing Ripley back, which is strange to say. Yeah. But it's the problem with yeah. it. I think Ripley should, is actually the problem. I think yeah. they should have cut the cord. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And the trilogy was enough of Ripley. Mm. Look, again, Weaver got a big paycheck come back. <laughs> that has a way of, uh, you know, dragging people, people back. I'm never going to play this character again. How much? How much? <laughs> oh, shit, brilliant. <laughs> Give me a look at the script. <laughs> How much again? Can you better, put the money in my account? Yeah, better, better chuck another zero. <laughs> And here's Adam bashing it again, and he gave it a three. Can I ask this question too? Sure. I've got a question to ask. You're keeping these aliens captive, right? Great idea. Fully grown. Has he not seen Jurassic Park? But 
What are we feeding them? Are we feeding them? People. Is there any? I don't know. No, we're not feeding them people. We're feeding Do them. Do they um, feed on people? We're feeding they? them old scripts. That we're <laughs> <laughs> Script oh, pages shit. for the last. He's, no, I was rather that out. He's draft 15 and 16. There you go. Have a feed. But it have... would seem there was four or five in that room. I thought it was three. Yeah. Was it three? There was three. Three in the room? Yep. Right? Brad DeRiff's going back. Come on, kiss me, baby. the most awful scene of the entire series. So cringy. Quite frankly, he looks like he's enjoying it. Oh, he's... Mate, they didn't show his crutch, but it was... (laughs) He was was tumescent at that point. Let's put it that way. There wasn't a slack bone to be seen. Can I get to my dislike of this one? Because I know, as I said, I agreed with the... I like the idea of killing one of the aliens to get out. But dead set, that scene, it looked like they were having a huddle. Yeah. It looked like the two of them got together and had a huddle. Then you've got shots of both of them going... Like their mouths going... It looks like they're talking to each other. Then the other one starts squealing. I'm like, fuck, we didn't need to see this. It would have been better if we just had a scene bloody deriff. Sitting in there doing something, and then in the background you just see two of them fucking rip the other one apart, and like something like that. Or yeah. even if you just looked over and he realizes shit, they're gone, and there's a hole yeah, in the floor. It was and just one of them's dead. It was just another example of we don't need to show them. And it got to that point in the series where it was like, how often can we show the aliens? Yeah. And this was a scene where you didn't need to show them, but nah, fuck it. We'll, we've got the money. We'll, we'll show them in the one wall. more time. Yeah, yeah. We'll show them having a huddle about you know two of them going. Nye, 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 and talking about ripping this other one apart. Yeah. They Whereas in the, to do it. in the second one, you had a lot of that where they were doing the puzzle solving, but it kind of they kind of acted like one entity. They didn't need to communicate that stuff. It was just like, this isn't working. We're going to do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never had the huddle bullshit, yeah, which is yeah. Yeah, totally right. Like, I liked the fact that they they knew they were fucked. They couldn't break any of this shit. They couldn't get out. And then... But they're smart enough to know, hey. Yeah, no one put up their hand and said, I'll be the I'll be the fall guy. Yeah, they just, yeah. They needed someone to just go, okay, cool, punch a hole in the other one with his with his mouthpiece or whatever, yep, yep. bleeds on the floor, and then they're gone. Quick and clean. Yeah. No, and so that's why... that's why it's that's why. head. Like, use the tail. Yeah. yeah. Tail's well, got, got a spike, spike on there. Yeah. That's why I agree that I think the idea was fantastic, but the, the execution, execution was poor. poor. Atrocial. <laughs> Look, I don't hate Winona Ryder Gibbo style, but she just feels a little miscast for me. It, I think it's on looks. She she looks like a younger Sigourney Weaver, and that's yeah, why I felt like the, the passing of the torch thing might have worked somewhere. She just it doesn't. I guess it's not the sort of movie you uh, you associate with Winona Ryder. Yeah, like it was not something that I would have ever thought she'd end up in. She wasn't stealing jewelry, so um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main skill. But she just seems a little bit miscast. She's far better in dramas and things like that. But in her An defense, actor. she doesn't really get much to do. If she get acted, it would have been better. She gets a couple of those scenes, and I will agree with you, the best dialogue exchanges are between her and Ripley. Yeah. But she doesn't get, get much else to do. No. Except for, as you say, there's the we get the revelation that she's she's a, a replicant or whatever the hell. Can, can we get to that scene then? So they're, they're climbing up the ladder. They've gone through the underwater sequence. They're climbing up the ladder. She falls into the water with the aliens. Yeah. How the fuck does she get from down there completely safely around a completely different route that was never explored to the top to open the door to let them in? Yeah, it would have been easier to just go that way the first time around. Yeah, Yeah, like, um, I don't know, but I was. That whole scene, I liked that scene enough to to just say, yeah, fuck off. I know they needed the reveal to be, you know, oh, cool, she's a droid or whatever. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know. Ron Perlman for me. Don't like it. Awful. I, I really like him. 
in most things, except maybe Beauty and the Beast, wasn't that him in the old? <laughs> The oh yeah, TVs. yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, now that's a throwback. Let's talk about shit, Frank Wilfex, <laughs> Vincent for a minute. <laughs> um, but oh, he, God, that's awful, actually. I don't know whether it was a product of the director's sort of quirk, as as has been mentioned. He wanted quirky elements. But him when he's dropping the knife into the guy's leg and stuff like that. It's funny because he's disabled, Jared. Oh, Don't you get it? It's hilarious. I, yeah, sorry, now that you've told me. <laughs> <laughs> now you get it. But, then, you know, after that, when he starts kind of, he's sort of hanging over it. And he, again, I had a feeling that he was going to start humping the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and he's being this sort of leering kind of scumbag. And then he's firing up. And it's kind of... There, there wasn't a lot of nuance there. It was nah, just nah. kind of like, oh yeah, it was this, zero, he's going, it was zero to broke my four dollar knife, yeah, you bitch. He's yeah. going between Macho Man Randy Savage and fucking <laughs> Charles Manson. Like I didn't know. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of nuance. And then after he's carried on like that for thirty minutes of the film, all of a sudden you're supposed to like his fucking yeah, that tough attitude. Like... I'm like, this guy's a dickhead. Yeah. Get rid of him. I don't want to know about him. So I don't know whether that was Perlman or, or something beyond his control because I don't dislike him as an actor. Yeah, see, I gave him the benefit of the doubt and, and I, I took it that they wanted him to be that sleazy, dodgy prick. Yeah. And I thought he did a good job doing they definitely that because he did. seems like a sleazy, sleazy, dodgy prick. They definitely but. did, but I think there's probably an actor that can do that, what he was doing, and still have you kind of chuckling at him, whereas yeah. I was sitting there going, this guy's... <laughs> he's a... Get, I, I want him gone. Get him off the ship. Yeah. Well, they do have the, the moment later on where, uh, I can't forget the guy's name, but the, the disabled guy who cops the knife in the leg. Yeah, yeah. Later on, they have a little scene where he does something and Perlman's kind of like, yeah, good on you, mate. You're a tough little bastard. And, yeah, yeah. Why'd you drop a knife in his leg? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, He's been the same bloke the whole way through. And, yeah. I mean, they try to kind of redeem survi- him. But, <coughs> excuse me. He survived all the way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm supposed to like him. To some point, he's supposed to be a point of view character. Um, yeah, and yeah, couldn't couldn't copy him. No, agree with that. Still better than Winona Ryder, though. I think again, <laughs> the situation with this is a little bit like Aliens, but not as just so poorly developed. Is that Aliens put those guys, a group of guys, they all had little quirks, they were all a little bit different, mm. but they were in a in a squad together as soldiers, right? This one's trying to do the old mercenaries on a ship mm. deal. Yep, but. They're so unlikable, all of them, or they don't get any screen time to make any impressions. So yeah. Michael Winnicott, for instance. Yeah, my favourite one. He's in there for 10 minutes, yeah. and then he's gone. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned... Too, his death scene, what, what was that about? He was just that, yanked uh, down the hole. Just, yeah, but, yeah. So did the alien set a trap by leaving that gun there? Is that what we're supposed to think with that scene? Because he I sort of sees the torch so. on the rifle, and he walks around and has a look, and then he gets pulled down through the floor. Yeah. What, why did he just get, feel like the need to They're go and investigate that? pretty setting traps. But why yeah. was he investigating a gun on the floor? You'd basically jog over and go, oh, cool, extra ammo, <laughs> and you'd run off. But he's sort of he's slinking up to it like it's this... <laughs> I, that bit just seemed really off, yeah. off as well. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned Firefly because when I was watching it, I looked at they, these guys and I said they look like the crew of Firefly. Yeah, and they've got like the freaking steampunk elements. Like that guy's got a shotgun. Yeah, we're supposed to believe this is two hundred and fifty odd years in the future. No one's got a shotgun. Well, this is two um, decades after Ripley dies, which is hundreds of years in the future yeah. of where we are now. Yeah, so. Fifty-seven years. Like, there's all these gaps in the in the in the timeline. So, for starters, that that was really odd to me. But then when you say something like that, I think someone like Adam Baldwin in, in Firefly as Jane is exactly what 
uh, Ron Perlman should have been. Yeah. He's a freaking bozo in that series, but he's just lovable. You, you yeah. love him, even when he's been an absolute dipshit. And again, um, and that's what you're missing with Perlman. Again, you're coming um, back to tone. And, yeah, but and the look... doesn't have it. The look of it for me, the outside, where you see ships from the outside, completely does away with any of that isolation. Like we said in the... In the in the third one about the the daylight and stuff, it, it does away with it, but it's in a different way. This one had the opportunity to have those shots of outside the ship and have it really sort of eerie and those howling sounds and stuff like that. Instead, it just looks like a swath of mid nineties to to early two thousand sci fi shows. Yeah, and it looks completely forgettable. It looks like any of any. Deep Other Space Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stargate, Andromeda, or yeah. any of those things. <clears throat> so does the inside time. of the ship, which yeah. is disappointing with the cash they had to spend. Parts Spe- of it look all right, but they don't look like aliens. They just look like any of those other forgettable shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at um, the great floor. Oh, look, there's pipes on the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. agreed, agreed. It's, um, got, it's got those those problems are compounded by the fact that it has, like the third one, Moments of stretches of just boredom, you know, yeah. like you yeah. just don't know when it's going to pick up. Like there were, there was a portion there where we find out we, we come in reasonably well at the start. We get the idea of the cloning and everything, but then between that and the the underwater, it just seems like you know not much is really happening. It's spinning its wheels. Mm. People are getting picked off, but it's hints it's of cool of ideas. Random, yeah. There's there's, a, there's an idea or two that has legs. Legs have explored but not explored. Yeah. And this is the problem with the both the third and this one, mm. is that they drop away so drastically from Alien and Aliens yeah. that they're very hard to like. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first two we talked about and well, for both them. of them. Well, <laughs> maybe hard to like at a, you know, at a less than three-star level. <laughs> but we talked about the first two, and I'm pretty sure all of us agreed for, the, for both first movies, nothing happens for the first 40 minutes. But then you, it's sort of one of those things you, you engage and you look down and you think, oh, I must be 10 minutes in. But you're 40, 45 minutes in, nothing's really happened, but you're engaged the whole way. Mm. And neither of these, Alien 3 or, or Resurrection, is, is this Is this the sort of the, that, that, that period in the 90s where you had to engage audiences with this short, sharp, chuck things on the <clears> screen quickly, um, explosions, this type of thing, or, or people weren't going to get on board? Well, maybe, but we just watched the first two movies. I know, we 2016. Did. We did. Yeah. And it works. And and we we love them. But you put either of those films with a young audience today, say, you might not get the same reaction. And mm. was it the same in the 90s? I remember the 90s was chock full of disposable action films. Well, God, we're, full of we're headed for some shit movies then because the attention span <laughs> of people these days, with, yeah. you know, the instant gratification culture we have, you know, binging all the TV series and stuff, and we, we complain about that in the previous episode with the Game yeah. of Thrones stuff. We love Game of Thrones, but you know, we've got to wait a whole year for yeah, the next yeah. bit. And we, everyone wants everything that they want right now. If movies are dictated by that, we're in a fucking big trouble. Well, you look at all the big hits of this year. I know we're going slightly off the tangent here, but the big expensive hits, the superhero, a lot of the superhero flicks, yeah, sequel, they sequel, play, sequel. They, 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 the superhero flicks, the Marvel ones, have at least got decent scripts and, and are well-directed. Yep. But they still play to the fact that every ten minutes or so, we have to, we have to lay something out. There. Well, you have to think of 
Look at the Civil War, for example. What is there, 36,000 characters in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Will we ever see another superhero movie where there's one central character, like one hero, one villain, uh, with henchmen or whatever else? But Not until the next round of reboots. Oh. <laughs> so, 2007? We've got Spider-Man. <laughs> even the, the new Spider-Man movie that they're doing, you know, Iron Man's in that. Like, There's just nothing where it's just going to be a single thing. Like, People need more and more and more the all the universes time. have become The universes are, are it now. And that's what people... like. I think if you tried to pull off one now where it was just a single hero, you'd get laughed out of the well, room. Well, shit. I was reading... I read the latest Predator comic. Mm. Yeah. And the whole thing is set with Colonial Marines. Right. Which works for a while. <clears throat> but, like, so the, the, the whole setup is that Colonial Marines are going to LV something or other, some new one. And it really works. Colonial Marines versus Predators for a little while. But then... They start to bring Prometheus into it, and then uh, the plan is that's that, never a good thing. The plan is that Prometheus and Alien will be all tied together in this, and you can imagine. I mean, that's where we went with the movies. So I don't know. I don't know. Do we ever get even the even the standalone, the next standalone Alien film is going to be the cast from Prometheus? They're going to tie it into Prometheus. Yeah. And, and the, so the, who knows? Everything's got to be. Getting back to what I was saying for this, though, I just feel not, it's not I've still got a couple of dislikes yet. You're not off the hook, mate. It's 1997, <laughs> and you really needed to keep your audience basically, whether it's entertained or I don't know if you can call it entertained, but you've got to put something in their face. Yeah. Simple. That's how it was. Yep. Um, and you look through the 90s action films. There was a shitload of them. Some of them were absolutely awful, but mm. they stuck to that template of every 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. you are going to get an action scene, a punch-up, an explosion... And in Aliens, they did in this one they did the same. Yep. Yeah, and it does not work because yeah, no. the Alien series wasn't built on that. No, well, that was I kind of I think that was one of my dislikes. In a way, was I mentioned it when I summed it up was that it's it's a straight this one's a straight out action movie and the action's not good enough. Yeah, the, the horror elements aren't really there. No, and the action's just not good enough. Bar those couple of parts like the the underwater scene. At the end of the underwater scene, I had one of my little dislikes. Oh. When the alien starts climbing the ladder and they start shooting at it, yeah, and it's dodging. Yeah, all I could think of in my head was Jim Carrey going, "Can't hit a moving target." <laughs> <laughs> I had to deep dive. I was watching that going, "No, I don't need to see the alien dodging, <laughs> dodging left and right." The other one, the other one too, was I was extremely disturbed by. Dan Hedaya in a singlet. Oh, the shoulders. <laughs> I had to check for a minute that I hadn't thrown the Wolfman in by yeah, mistake. Yeah. Oh, backbeard to the wearing max. bloody fucking sweater. That is a hair <laughs> shirt. Yeah. That is one of the hairiest human beings I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Robin Williams rolling his grave. I reckon oh. he'd been shaved down prior to that too. Mate, that was, that was epic, yeah. Yeah, that That's was one of those I was like, Dan, can you take your shirt off? It is off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, that was rough, mate. Uh, I so saw that. Can we like, just get the flamethrower in here for a minute? Uh, one of the producers came on and said, said, fuck, we've got $75 million. Why don't we put together bloody Wolfman effects? <laughs> That's 10 a day. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay, any yeah, other discourse? Oh, Coxie's got heaps. No, no, that was, no, no that, that's all I can... I can't go too much further into it. Okay. Well, I think that's covered it. Everyone sort of sat in a different space. There was tension in the air. Um, I was correct. But... <laughs> <laughs> Never proven. <laughs> Definitely the minority and refusing to accept that you're wrong. That's fine. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of now slightly unnerved about Ali vs. Predator and Ali vs. Predator Requiem. Shit, I forgot I we had to do that. we really <laughs> going to hit rock bottom here. Yeah. So, I don't know how... 
interested on it. <laughs> 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 Although they'll probably get three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> this from the guy that insisted we do pieces. Like, yeah, but at least we laughed. <laughs> oh, there's some laugh-worthy stuff. Um, again, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you again, Alistair. You'll be on board for the <laughs> next two. So uh, looking forward to finding out your thoughts on those. Feel free to opt out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not holding you to ransom or anything we're, like that. I do have your thoughts, but if you feel that you would rather I didn't do this about, <laughs> if you want to contact us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or at Podomatic on thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, Alien vs. Predator, if you want to return <laughs> that. But until then, take it easy. We'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.